From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thai Cats Today, right here on the Thai Cats Audio Network for this Wednesday, August the 16th, 2023. On today's show, Coach O will speak about how this week's preparations have gone so far, and he also speaks about an ex-teammate of his getting honored before tomorrow's game. Dylan Wynn, he returned to the field and speaks about his journey to get back into playing condition, and it was a long one for Dylan. Taylor Powell talks about his growth since the last time the Ticats played the Elks, and I sit down with Brian Simmons to discuss tomorrow's matchup with the Edmonton Elks. But first, as always... Let's get to some news around the team. The Ticats released the depth chart for tomorrow's matchup and a few notables on that depth chart and the biggest being that Dylan Wynn will make his long-awaited return to the lineup after dealing with an injury since last season. This is big news for the team, big news for Ticats fans. Dylan Wynn's always been a fan favorite and it's just great to see him back and he'll be back in action tomorrow night. Now he won't be starting, he will be behind Ted Laron at nose tackle on the defense But it's a great step in the right direction, and there's certainly a good chance we see him on the field tomorrow night. The rest of the defense stays pretty much the same on offense. Anthony Johnson will make his first start of the season at wide receiver. He's been with the team through the season and is a guy that this offense is pretty excited about. I think the biggest question mark on offense will be what does Scott Milanovic change up. There's no doubt he's got a game plan, and he's a guy that's had a lot of success in this league. It's just... Always interesting to see how someone comes in mid-season, especially as an offensive play caller, and, and just to see what he changes and what this Ticats offense will look like. Newly acquired punter Corey Vedvik will make the start on the special teams as your punter, and Taylor Powell, of course, will be making the start once again, and we will hear from him in just a bit. But first, here's Coach O. All right, Coach, we've, you've had the, the bye week and now these past few days to prepare for this Edmonton game. Just how do you think everything's going heading into this game tomorrow? That's why you play the game. You know, you can think that it's going well and you know how you've prepared, but you got to play the game. And so at this point, uh, coaches have been fantastic. Players have been, you know, responsive to all of that. Uh, you know, I can just say it's been a collective effort, and so we're as prepared at this point, at this minute, as as we can be. Obviously, there's a little bit more prep time leading up. The next test is to play the game. Darren Flutie, a guy yes. you know very well and have, have won a championship with. Mm-hmm. Just what you can say about him being honored and, and your time with him playing and, and knowing him. Well, I could say a whole bunch. Uh, I can say that, you know, He's a Hall of Famer for a reason. He was an outstanding teammate. I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was his demeanor, his preparation. He just wouldn't stop. Little things that he did. I was actually telling the team today that, you know, while we were doing D team and there was a scout team going on, the scout offense was going, he was always in the back running sprints. He, you know, he cared about football. He cared about his teammates. He'd do, you know, him and Danny had a remarkable bond. But I think the thing, you know, the tangible things are easy, but he was an, he was funny. He's a, just an amazing teammate and obviously can do it with the lights on. He was tough, tougher than people give him credit for. Found ways to get open. Everybody knew he was going to get the ball. Wasn't, you know, wasn't fast enough. Uh, all, all he did was get the job done. 
That's it. And I think you got to be healthy in order to put up stats like that. And so that's what I mean. He's got durability and toughness. And that's why I spoke to his conditioning. And he really knew the things that were important uh, to have, you know, not just short-term success, but to have sustainability. And so, yeah, those tangible stats speak for themselves. But it's the work behind the scenes that uh, I really came to appreciate about Darren. Voice in the room, somebody who's in front of the room, it's different. Um, once everybody's settled in, um, you know, they come out to work. You know, their, their job is to perform and our job is to prepare. So from that standpoint, I can't uh, say enough great things about the offense. It's a change for the offensive staff, too. And it's bigger than just, I know from the outside in, it's just play calling, right? But, you know, there's meetings, there's scouting reports, there's football. The football thing that coaches do, all that's changed also other than just what are you doing in practice, what plays are you going to call. Um, so I can say that it's been extremely positive. That was Coach O following today's practice. Now, Coach spoke about Darren Flutie, his former teammate, who will be inducted onto the Wall of Honor, a CFL Hall of Famer and Grey Cup champion who was a member of that 1999 team that won the Grey Cup. And who was his teammate? Coach O. They were together, and he will go down as one of the greatest receivers in CFL history and will get his rightful place on the Ticats Wall of Honor tomorrow night. Also being honored at tomorrow's game will be kicker Paul Osbaldison, and he himself was also a member of that 99 Grey Cup team, as well as the 86 Grey Cup team. So two Grey Cups in Hamilton for him. He will be the game's alumnus of distinction. So congratulations to those two guys, both very deserving of the honors. And you know who else will be at tomorrow's game in uniform? Dylan Wynn, that's right, he's back and eager to get back out and play in front of the fans at Tim Hortons Field. Dylan spoke about the journey to returning to the field and more. Dylan, it's been a long recovery to get to this point. How does it feel to be back here in, in this lineup? I'm excited to be able to help the team get this win as any way we can. You know, um, home games are important to us. Um, we're going against a good team with an explosive quarterback and uh, I'm just trying to, you know, do my one twelfth and whatever I can do to help. What was that process like for you just to get back to game play? I had a great, uh, great group of people around me to help me um, through the med staff we have here, the med staff I have back at home. Um, really just a whole team effort to get to where I am, and I'm grateful for everybody. But, you know, it's been, a, it's been long. But I'm um, excited to be able to get after it. I don't know. I kind of grew up moderations for cowards. So I just, you know, I go after it every time I can. Um, pedal the metal just after it. But uh, the sport definitely comes with an uh, amount of, you know, composure got to come with, it. you know, controlling the emotions, not riding the ups and the downs of the games and stuff like that. Um, I don't entail, I don't see myself having a problem with it. Um, and if I do, I got wonderful support staff, you know, um, between my teammates, my coaches, and everybody. Um, but that being said, you know, I'm I'm just trying to do what I can to help. And if any if anything I'm doing is distracting from the win, then we don't need it. So um, if that high energy leaks into that, and it's not between the whistles, and it's not during the game and during play, you know, you're not gonna see that from me. I'm I'm pretty detailed on it exactly what I need to do. Uh, it, it has its own difficulties, but it's not like football was ripped away from me and I had no touch in it, you know. Um, the physical part of the game is 
a small percentage, if we're being honest. Um, and I really didn't miss that much of the physical bit because the full rehab. Um, that being said, you know, I, I'm one part of one side of a three-headed monster on this team. And um, it's, you know, I, I hope I can bring some kind of up and some kind of energy flow and anything I can do to help the team win. But um, it's, you know, it's my 112th. It's my one twelfth of the one third, <laughs> like you know. So when you put it into perspective, I hope the energy can be infectious and stuff. But I don't think you know if you got to get extra hype for a game, then I think you're in the wrong p profession. And I don't know if too many people make it this far without you know their own motivations and stuff. What's it gonna mean to play in front of this Hamilton Ticats fan base and play at home here again for the first time in a long time? Well, it'll be fun, man. Uh, the fans know I love them. The fans love me. Um, for me, it'll it'll be nice to, instead of just be pure X's and O's, being able to put my hands on somebody, and that makes it a little bit more fun for me, at least. That was Dylan Wynn. Very excited to see him back on the field. He always brings that intensity, and that's something the Ticats can really use right now. Taylor Powell was the final guy to speak today, and if you can remember, his first snaps came against the Edmonton Elks, and who can forget his first throw of his CFL career, a big touchdown to Tim White in Edmonton. Powell spoke about his growth since that game and more. Taylor, the last time you got in against Edmonton, it was your first bit of action here. You threw that touchdown on the first play. How do you feel you've, you've grown over these weeks since the last time you were playing against the Elks? Uh, I feel like I've grown tremendously, you know, just like I say all the time, I, I literally just try to get better, like, one day at a time and try to improve on something every day. Like we have a way what are you working on today? And just like stacking those and then, you know, stack that success, learn from stuff that game. And then I try to learn from each game and each drive and just get better. And um, especially with Coach Scott now, it's been awesome. So yeah, just how has it been working with Scott over, over this last week? Amazing. Uh, I feel very, very prepared with him. I feel dialed into the game plan. Super excited. He's been amazing. Uh, I think it helps a good amount, right? Um, anytime you get to do something twice or see another, uh, see at the same time, you know, see the same defense twice, I mean, is uh, always helpful. Knowing their personnel, how they play, so I would say, yeah. Trey Ford's the other QB. He, he came in, had a pretty decent game last week. Just what can you say about the other QB uh, starting for the other squad? I know that he's a Canadian guy. I know some guys have played uh, with him on my team. Um, I think he's a super talented player. Uh, I would love to get to know him and talk to him. And, you know, I'm always a fan of other quarterbacks in the league, and I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm good friends with Jarrett on the other sideline. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to getting to know him. And then just being back here at Tim Hortons Field for the game tomorrow, just playing in front of these fans, what's, what's that going to be like? It's going to be fun, man. We, uh, we're ready to get this thing rolling on offense and uh, try to get a win. So. That was Taylor Powell. It's time now, though, I throw to my guest to talk about tomorrow's big game against the Elks, Brian Simmons. Brian, it's been a while, man. We haven't had the chance to talk in a bit. We had that bye week in between, so we haven't spoken in a little while. How have you been doing, man? Oh, great. I've been well, man. Uh, actually, it was a bye week for me as well, you know, so uh, it was nice to, you know, get around and watch some of the other teams around the league play and stuff like that, so it was nice to have the time. Nice, man. Nice. Now, the Ticats had a solid game the last time these two teams played, the Elks and Ticats, winning 37-29. to And we can all remember that was Taylor Powell sort of coming out to the league where he uh, 
threw a touchdown on his first pass of the game. Now they come in to this game playing an Elks team that's a little bit different, coming off probably their best game of the season last week against the Blue Bombers. And with a different quarterback, Trey Ford, the Niagara native, will be uh, in the game for them. Now, what do you think they need to do in this game just to basically do the same thing they did last time and get a win? Well, uh, obviously, Brian, uh, I'm not sure how many times he started this year. I know this isn't his first start of the season. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you got a guy with some experience. You know, last year was his first season. Very mobile guy. I think he moves a lot better than what people give him credit for. Um, and honestly, I think he gives that offense just the best chance to win. You know, because when you have a team that's struggling, you want someone that can be considered like an X factor. You know, you want somebody that, okay, this is our wild card. That can, if we get in some sticky situations, he might be able to make that happen for us. And I, I think he provides that to them. So, honestly, I mean, defensively, I guess – they can kind of have like the same kind of game plan they had against Chrome in the sense where, you know, you yeah. just want to keep him in the pocket. You don't want him to get rolling. Don't let him feel comfortable, uh, you know, moving with the ball. No, for sure. And, and he's a guy who, like, like you said, he's, he's comfortable out of the pocket. He's a guy who's, 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 who's not afraid to run the ball, just like Dustin Crum. Now, in the last time these two teams played, Taylor Powell came into that game late in the game um, and perhaps had his best quarter, I think, uh, of his CFL career, his short CFL career. What do you want to see from the QB here in this game to get some more touchdowns for this Ticats offense? Well, honestly, he just got to be poised. And I know if I were him coming to this game, I would have great feelings. I was like, you know, I I went and played well against this team on the road. You know, that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not a, easy to do so he should have a you know a little boost of confidence um i'm assuming that there will be some uh different offensive you know schemes and stuff that's coming out as well so mm-hmm. he'll definitely it'll definitely be a test for him on that way as well it'll be a two-headed monster but i mean these guys are pros and that's why they're here now scott milanovich comes in here as the offensive play caller taking over for coach tommy condell in your experience, learning a new offense, maybe not a new offense, but having a new offensive play caller, does that kind of change things a bit? Does it make things more difficult, or, or how does that work? I mean, honestly, Brayden, it's like I can't even give you a set answer for that because it really depends on what their game plan is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they might come in and just tweak some things that they previously be doing, or they might entirely do something entirely new and you know, kind of spoon feeding it to them slowly as week by week. Uh, to do something like that midseason, it, it, it it's a big job, man. Mm. You know, it, it really is. It's like you reconstructing the entire offense. And I know uh, Milanovic is uh, – I always consider him a uh, Tresman disciple. Yeah. You know, back in the Anthony Calvillo days and stuff. So it's definitely going to be an offense where I feel like the decision-making is going to be quick and it's going to be, you know, something that can help everyone in the offense because I always say the best offensive line – is a quarterback that can get rid of the ball quickly. You know, there's, yeah. there's no defensive end that can beat that. And and now moving to the other side of the ball, the Ticats defense, which I think held up very well in their last game. But but it seems like that fourth quarter maybe lost a little bit of steam having to play so much on defense in that fourth quarter. Just what do they need to do to disrupt Trey Ford and this offense and, and keep them off the board here? Well, you know, actually, Brady, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, no matter how talented the defense is, um, if you're always on the field, 
and you're always out there, eventually you will crack. You will fold. Mm-hmm. I always think a great defense's best friend is a run game because it can slow the ball, slow the time down, get them time to recover so they can come out and fire it up again. With that said, uh, I would be thinking, hey, man, let's get some turnovers. Yeah. You know, let's let's shorten the field. Let's get turnovers. You know, if not a turnover, let's take one to the house, you know. And uh, I'm sure they have that mindset every game. But when you play hard as they did the previous game and, you know, you just kind of feel yourself get withered away towards the end, it definitely makes you want to just put the nail in it and get it done. Oh, for sure. And and you mentioned that run game. James Butler, the running back for the Ticats, he had a great first half. It seemed like maybe they didn't go to him as much in the second half. Is he a guy you want to see maybe utilize more throughout the entire game? Oh, of course. I mean, like I said, Brady, people probably get tired of me saying it. You know, you, you got to run the ball. And when you have a guy like that that's that talented, you got to keep him in it. Um, I truly believe had he had more touches in the second half, I'm not going to sit inside. Guaranteed, they would have won that game, but I feel strongly saying the outcome could have been different. Yeah, and for sure. um, you know, it's 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 just something that you know they got to keep him hungry, got to keep him in rhythm. You know, it's a rhythm game. You can't just you know get a ball to him the first half and then wait to the fourth quarter and expect them to you know make magic happen. Yeah, no, and and I agree a hundred percent. Now, coming off of a bye week like this, does it? almost affect like the way you play the next week or did you enjoy like in your experience did you enjoy coming off a bye week and then and then having a game do you feel more rested or or do you feel a little out of rhythm honestly for me I always felt slightly out of rhythm okay um and uh, that's why throughout my career there's only so many bye weeks where I actually you know went and did something because I always wanted to kind of just stay in it Mm -hmm. you know if not just taking care of your body and doing stuff like that but Coming off a bye week where you lost, I mean, and you're going into a game against a team that hasn't won, it's coming to your place. I mean, you, you got to be licking your chops for that. <laughs> you have to because you need a victory. You know it's a team you've beaten before, but at the same time, when you're playing a team that has not won, oh, they're going to be fighting, clawing, scratching, you know, to the end. Like, there's no there's no such thing sometimes as the power or the might a team that has not won, you know, can come to the game with. So, I just hope the players don't underestimate that and they understand that these guys are going to be wanting to win as well too. Now, they are a hungry team. You, you, I think I saw that last week in that game where they played at Winnipeg and, and at one point I thought they were going to beat Winnipeg. Just how dangerous is a team that hasn't won yet and it seems like they're getting better and better like week by week. I, I don't know if, if it's translated into wins. Obviously it hasn't, but – but this team looks hungry here, and especially in that Winnipeg game. Is it something maybe that should be in the back of the minds they should be worrying about here on this Ticats team? Oh, yeah, it's definitely something they should be concerned about. You know, I've always believed that whenever a team is struggling and, you know, if you feel like you're better than them, you need to remind them why they're struggling. You know, I, and, you know, just keep putting them down. But at the same time, you have to understand they have not, you know, had a taste of victory this season, so those guys are going to be out there giving it everything they got. Like, playing a team like that, defensively, I would expect reverses, all kind of tricks, plays on special teams. I mean, the playoffs start – when you when your season starts poorly, the playoffs start sooner for you, for your club. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like they got to do everything they can to get a win. So it, it's, it could be dicey when you're playing a team like this, Braden. And, and I ask you this question probably every week, and, and I know every game is important, but sitting at three and five, you now have Montreal with a winning record. You have Toronto doing great in the East, and, and you're really tight in that playoff race. Just how important is this midseason matchup here and against an 0-9 team to get a victory? Well, like I just said in the, in the previous uh, segment, 
they really, really, really need to get this <laughs> win because Hamilton is one of those clubs where the playoffs is going to start a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, the beauty of this league is, you know, there's the old saying, the season doesn't start until after Labor Day. Yep. But with that said, Labor Day is just around the corner. You know, why not get momentum now before that moment comes? So, yeah, this is, I mean, each game, yes, <laughs> this game is very important. Well, Brian, uh, as always, it's always great to get your input on the game, and, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you again here. And hopefully the next time we chat, like I always say, we'll have a win to talk about before we talk about the next game. So, Brian Simmons, always a pleasure having you on the show, man. Thanks a lot. No problem. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Take care. Big thanks to Brian Simmons and everyone else for being on today's show. Ticats fans, before we go, reminding you that yesterday at the Grey Cup launch party, the Ticats and the CFL made some huge announcements about this year's Grey Cup celebration, and I have to say, it's going to literally be bigger and better than ever. There's so much going on, not only at the game, but throughout the city during the Cup Week Make sure to check out the Grey Cup Festival website for more information. And if you want to watch yesterday's full Grey Cup launch party with all the info, make sure to go to our YouTube channel and check it out. Finally, during tomorrow's Ticats pregame presented by Greenworks, we will have our Greenworks Listen to Win contest. Listen for the keyword, and somebody who gets it right will win a Greenworks 80-volt 16-inch front mount string trimmer including battery and charger courtesy of our partners at greenworks tire cats pregame starts at 6 30 and you can listen to the show at listen.ticats.ca that's all the time for me today tons of fun to be had tomorrow night at tim hortons field thank you for listening to ticats today 